Could love our gracious queens Our true outrageous queens Their time has come United Queendom United Queendom is sponsored by Q-Bar, who provide the best gay night out in London. Enjoy Q-Bar, Q-Club, Little Q and She-Bar in Soho every night of the week for drinking, dancing and, despite the name, limited queuing. Now let's get on with the show. Hello, hello, hello! <laughs> oh my God, I get to say that. Welcome to United Queendom with myself, Sam Dowler, and you get to say your name now. I thought you'd forgotten my name. <laughs> it's like, I've only not seen you for a week. Have you already forgotten me? Do you know what I did? I know you're getting on a bit, Sam, but really, my name is Ed Dyson, and it bears repeating, Ed Dyson. <laughs> Sucks like the Hoover. Um, okay, so this is a Pride special because this weekend was supposed to be Brighton Pride, something that is close to all of our hearts as gay people in this country. It is, I know it's one of the biggest prides, if not the biggest pride in the country this I mean, look at the beautiful day. It's almost like an extra slap in the face. Because um, it's always, I mean, I've always, it's always been such lovely weather for Bright and Pride, I have to say. And this year we were going to have Mariah Carey and the Pussycat Dolls, Todrick Hall, Bananarama. I mean, the list goes on. How are you feeling, Ed? I think you should have read that list the other way. So you start <laughs> with the Todrick Halls and build up to Mariah. I think you peaked too soon then. You've often been accused of that, but yes. Uh, many t- <laughs> and, it's o- and it's always true. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same as you. I'm in mourning because, I mean, we plan our whole year around this. Like, I've got a friend. Mm. He's my friend from high school and his birthday is on August 4th. And every year he invites me to something. And every year I say, absolutely not, because that is when Brighton Pride is. And you don't matter more than Brighton Pride. So like, well, it's such a it's such a big weekend. Like I've missed I've missed a friend's fiftieth birthday party. I mean, I'm not. <laughs> that's an older friend, obviously. I missed my parents' <laughs> funeral for it last year. I mean, I'm just. <laughs> And it was a du- and it was a double funeral after you murdered them, so it was better to go away. <laughs> it was fine. I caught it on catch up afterwards, so it was fine. <laughs> and then you can pause it, so it's great. But when the boring bits. <laughs> <laughs> but you and I have done. We've had some crazy times there, and I just. I mean, I we can't remember them, but we have. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I we love... saw the police footage. <laughs> I just love the I love the going down on the train or the camaraderie because obviously so many people come down from London there's I mean even I mean the trains have been a nightmare in the past but that is one thing I will not miss but it's the yes you know everybody's dressed up and you know there's such camaraderie going up and down the train and I mean it's fantastic I mean last year I went down with my partner and I basically thought that we'd have somewhere to stay that night and um, it was our first trip away and it turned out that my cousin wasn't even there so we had so we got down there about five and came back home again that evening and then went back down to Brighton in the morning it was a nightmare well we usually start talking about pride three months before it starts and yet you still never manage to sort accommodation you still wing it every year (laughs) you're like I can sleep on the beach it'll be fine (laughs) I just won't sleep it's fine those stones are really comfortable if you're, if you know, if you're out your tree. <laughs> you know, one of the things I think the reason we love it so much is because, and this is going to sound shady, but London Pride, I do go to it, but it is a bit of a 
a poo show. I won't say the usual <laughs> swear word because we're we're being we're being proud gays today, not shameful yes. gays. But because <laughs> London Pride, I mean, it's no no fault of its own, but London's very it's very all compact in one space. The toilet situation is a bit dire, and by mm. dire I mean diarrhea. Um, <laughs> and but Brighton Pride, there's so much space, and in London we do appreciate space because we we don't get to enjoy it very often. Everyone's in a good mood. They're not sneering like us Londoners tend to. Yeah, and it's just yeah, everyone's just so up for it, and there's just a great. I don't like to say the word vibe but let's just go with it there's a great vibe in the air there's a great vibe but the thing is with um and the headliners yeah exactly the, the headliners i mean since was it was it britney who started this trend of being a global superstar headlining pride she kind of paved the way didn't she a few years ago i mean it was immense uh, but basically a long time ago they used to have i mean uh, we're talking about 15 years ago they used to have a big thing on and in finchley not not finchley finsbury park and that was and that was quite a big thing and that was when pride was really big down here and then they just stopped yeah. doing it so everything's everything's sort of migrated down to brighton and, and to a lesser extent manchester but managed to get some good names but then obviously yeah and then a few years ago they really upped their game with britney for god's sakes and then kylie and then this year was going to be mariah and and pussycat dolls i mean come on i know although a friend informed me uh, that they had a very good source and that was that Lady Gaga was headlining this year so I told all my friends we've got to get tickets get them early because Gaga's <laughs> headlining and then it turned out that wasn't true I looked like a massive fool but thank god Mariah Carey swooped in to save me from complete shame and everyone was still happy they bought the tickets <laughs> obviously that's all completely redundant now anyway but that was the journey I went on <laughs> <laughs> and what a journey it was it wasn't even London to Brighton it was to hell and back it's <laughs> just a typical day for me which is usually how I feel about it as well. But um, no, so we are missing we are missing that very much. And, and obviously, as I said before, it's such a beautiful day and it looks like it's going to be a beautiful weekend as well. And so it's by the seaside. I mean, I took some pictures last year and it just looked like, it looked like, you know, the Riviera because the sea looked beautiful. I was, at the, I was on a rooftop of like this massive building and you could see the whole parade. It was just wonderful. Can I just say as well, I think Mariah, if it had happened, she would have been in a very bad mood because she would have just seen Kiara from Canada's Drag Race impersonate her horribly. I mean, we will talk about that on the recap show, but... Oh, right. Well, of course. Well, well, that's well, that's the thing. So usually on United Queens, and if you're not a regular listener, we recap uh, the latest episode of whatever drag race is happening at the time, whether it be UK, Canada, Australia to come, All Stars. Drag Race Iraq on the way. <laughs> not, not Secret Celebrity, because that was terrible. But yes, this week, Kiara did um, Mariah, <laughs> and it was horrendous. Yeah, I don't know her anymore <laughs> to, to quote the, the good lady herself <laughs> I mean I mean because the thing is you can do I mean this is the wonderful thing about Mariah she is and they say that she's difficult to poke fun out of but she isn't at all she does so many funny things I mean she's brilliant and I just I just wish that she was going to be on her well you know when she's on her proper lazy form and she just like shuffles about and somebody has to lift her up one stair at a time and she just like mimes <laughs> and she mimes the words gets all the notes wrong I mean that would have been that would have been perfect drag you know pride material we don't come for the hits, we come for the eye rolls, we come for the moments of shade, we come for the assistant being fired halfway through the set. That's what we want from Mariah and we've been robbed of it. Robbed of it by coronavirus. And also, like last year, you can't have a huge set You can't with Britney, for example, and obviously it was just a you know, mimathon. and I don't think Mariah was, you know, it's, it's not Madison Square Gardens, it's not, it's not the... Um, the Royal Opera House. So she's just gonna, she's there to wear something sparkly, be a bit crap, and we would have lapped it up. 
Well, I've, we've seen Mariah live a few times and I actually think her voice is still in good nick. Oh, it's fantastic, Nick, when she puts the effort in. <laughs> I think she mimes a few of the higher notes, but that's fair enough. But most of it, she she walks along, she struts her stuff, and she gives she gives gays what we want. I mean, we're easily pleased as a race, as a, as a people. <laughs> as a, we are, easily, exactly. And, like, even when something's horrendous, we'll then say it's a cult classic. It's a camp cult classic! <laughs> Brittany only has to clap her hands and we all just faint. It's like, yeah. <laughs> if you can't please us, you can't please anyone. <laughs> so Banana Rama are on the bill as well. And I actually have a little tale about them because I went drinking with them one night. Ooh! I know, right? I was hobnobbing with the, uh, you know, the big stars. Actually, it was, the story is mainly around Bruce Forsyth. So uh, I was... Oh, God. I was, I was with... pairing. I was with Banana Rama and... Um, we were having a few drinks and as we were as because I was sat on a table with them and as we were leaving at this like, fancy event there was there was Brucey so like they were like oh ask for ask us for a picture ask us for a picture and obviously the whole the whole thing was completely random and I was like okay so I have to ask for a picture with Banana Rama so I went up to him and I was like excuse me <laughs> excuse me Brucey and he, and he turned around and he went what <laughs> and I was like oh I'm just so, and I was touching his shoulder because I'm, I'm quite a tactile person but I was just like you know oh uh, can I and I was about to say you know you grabbed his crotch be honest no I, <laughs> did, I didn't can I say can I nice to grope you to grope you nice <laughs> so and I and I said oh can I have a and I was about to say can I have a picture and he went you're standing on my shoe <laughs> And I wasn't at all. I wasn't. And I said, oh, I said, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. I said, I just wanted to know if you if you could have a picture with Banana Rama. And he literally turned around to them and he went, oh, hello, ladies. And I was like, oh, well, that's just lovely. It's a funny story till you find out he died later that day of a broken toe. <laughs> that was actually his demise. <laughs> it was years before he passed. Thank you very much. But also, I'm not being, I'm not being funny though. I didn't grope him, but um, Paul Daniels actually thought that I groped him. <laughs> Oh God! I'm going to make this finger disappear up your ass. <laughs> no, we were, we were. At, I was at a party with Paul. My a friend of mine was doing um, had a thirtieth, and he was doing the magic. Paul Daniels, and he sat next to me doing a trick, and I went ha ha ha, touched his knee, and he went, "Don't touch my knee!" <laughs> oh my God! Well, maybe his penis goes all the way down to his knee. I mean, he's quite short. I think they're just old school, and they don't particularly want you know puffers touching them. Back in the day, I mean, I don't know. Well, usually they're the one touching everyone else. I mean, we shouldn't speak ill of the dead. God, we can't help but get dark, can we? <laughs> no. But just to bring it back to that story, did Brucey know who Banana Rama were? Yeah, of course. Of course he did. They're, you know, they're from the 80s. when I wouldn't recognise them. They were them. from the 80s when his memory was still intact. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, have you ever met any um, famous people at Pride yourself? Um, well, I think, was it last year? Which year was Kylie? Was that last year? Uh, yes, I believe it was. So last year, Kylie, we were, my partner and I were watching with our friend Dan in the crowd, and then we realised that um, Mel C was stood next to us, and we were all absolutely wasted, so I did what any what any normal Spice Girls fan would do, and I started singing Baby When You're Gone at her. Not even one of her solo hits, one of her duets. Um, but it turns <laughs> out, and I know this is a shock, celebrities don't like having their own song sung at them, so she made a swift exit. She said, goodbye, my friend, and went away. Um, and and then that was it. So I had we and we had some drinks. I think it was with you, wasn't it? Was it the year before with Louise Redknapp? That's right. Yes. And I did it again. Then I sung naked to her. I, God, I'm, I can't be stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, I, I sing their own songs at them out of tune. <laughs> I can't really scoff at you, seeing as I um I sang I sang an M People song to uh, Heather Small from M People, but in a Heather Small voice. <laughs> Oh, the saxophone voice. I went, That's actually very fitting for Pride, because I was going to ask, What have you done today to make you feel proud? Sorry, who's that supposed to, who's that supposed to be? Miranda's ruined that. 
That was Heather Small, but it's a genuine question. As it's Pride, Sam, I want to ask, what have you done today to make yourself feel proud? Today, well, I got out of bed. <laughs> Ooh, that's more than you do most days. Isn't, isn't that enough? <laughs> I, do you know what? I am, I'm proud every, I'm proud every day. I, I talked, well, actually, funnily enough, we were discussing somebody, um, a coming out story with a friend who was going through some problems and, um, I helped him through. Weirdly enough, he texted me today and I helped him through, you know, some really tough times, um, and that that and that was today, and that made that made me proud. It, remo- it reminded me of that time because I mean I was I must have been late thirties when he came out, and he was early, very early twenties, nineteen twenty, and you know it's sort of like you impart this knowledge on to somebody who's having a difficult time because you know how it's like when you haven't come out yourself, and it seems like the biggest thing in the world, and then when you do it, you just you can't believe how actually it wasn't as bad. What about you? Well, that's, um, I mean, I've done nothing today to make me proud, but it's true what you say, to get serious for a second. That's why I think that what I love about Pride is not just about partying. It is important for the gay community to stay a community and not just because of people getting off with people. It's for things like that. There's older people in the gay community who know only they can really relate to what you've been through. And it's good to Mm -hmm. look to people who paved the way for us, pay them respect, ask them for advice and be there for each other because there are people out there who don't want us to have our rights and we all have to stick together and I know sometimes the more equality we get the easier it is to take that for granted but that's why at its heart pride is important it's about more than just getting drunk although trust and believe I will be drunk if I'm going (laughs) but I will be drunk and remembering that there is a there's a heart to the whole event well of course I mean that's I mean you've you know we had all the nonsense with oh where's the straight pride and you know well we don't need any more etc whereas every day is straight pride it's just it's just it's just the fact that we obviously do still need it we um there's you know there's certain countries where it's illegal there's certain countries where it's you know a, a death penalty and so we're not necessarily just doing it for us we're doing it for you know the lgbt plus community around the whole world and what have straight people got to be proud of they gave us nickelback <laughs> like we we've actually created a lot of great showbiz things to give into the world our gift to the world so we get to celebrate that <laughs> Well, they did sort of birth us as well, though, as well. Mm, I guess. Reluctantly. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to leave, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is, so what is your favourite Pride memory? Well, as I said, I think most of the, the good ones I can't really remember. <laughs> but um, I d- it would definitely be at Brighton Pride, obviously, because uh, that's what we're mainly talking about. But I think it would be the year of Britney's headlining act because we were lucky enough to get into the Golden Circle, which is not a place where you go to get pissed on, which I mistakenly <laughs> thought, but it was just as much fun. So we were literally metres away from Britney. Uh, this was back before the Free Britney movement. And we could see every single attempt of the lip sync. We could clock the whole thing. And it just felt like a real magical moment. If I'd wanted to spit on Britney, I was within spitting distance. <laughs> but of course, I would never do that, Spitney Spears, because I love that bitch. <laughs> Plus, you couldn't do it now anyway because you'd be arrested because that is an act of an act of violence and and potential murder and i'd be charged by a dad he said if you want to spit on britney you pay me okay i handle the accounts <laughs> that'd be 50 pounds please <laughs> <laughs> well Allegedly. i think my i think my favorite memory i think there there are so many i mean there's some from like years ago but i think it is a lot of it's to do with the people that you meet down there because 
you often bump into people that you haven't seen in forever and you're like, oh, we'll meet you up during Brighton Pride and sometimes it's difficult to meet up, sometimes it isn't. I think my favourite memory is just standing on, yeah, this rooftop with a bunch of people that I'd not seen in forever, just looking down onto the parade and feeling actual pride and being like, do you know what? You know, we were all there for the same reason. Everyone was in a good mood. There was no trouble and it was just... It was just lovely. It was just like a good defining moment. Oh, that's nice. I feel like we're in Pride now, actually. We've recreated the, the atmosphere very well on this podcast. I hope it's translating. <laughs> I think so, too. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't see, but I'm wearing gold hot pants. <laughs> I actually do have some Pride pants that I got at Brighton Pride, and I got two pairs of them, because I'm cheeky and I took two. And they're very, very <laughs> unflattering, but I wear them just because it always gives me a nice memory of that year. Do you know what? I've just thought of I've just thought of a pride memory that I just has to, I have to mention. Um it, I was with my first ever boyfriend and he and he employed me and a few other friends to go down to Brighton Pride. Escort. We paid, we paid, not, not quite, almost. We were paying £10 an hour <laughs> to walk around in a pair of uh, rubber hot pants, just pink rubber hot pants, uh, and hand out condoms. And I had big, I had big blonde curly hair at the time. And, you know, I hadn't Downstairs. been going... Downstairs. And I hadn't, I hadn't been going to the gym. So I have to say, I look quite the fright. I'm not going to lie. And... <laughs> So, Ed, so I, I believe that through the week you have asked some of our regular listeners to send in some questions for us. I have. Well, they shared some stories. Some of them are questions. Some of them don't understand the meaning of the word question. So it's more of observations, <laughs> but we shall get through them. Our first one is from Amy. Uh, she says, so basically I went to Birmingham Pride, my first ever Pride event. I went with my ex-girlfriend slash housemate and we went straight to Weatherspoons and started drinking at 8am. Very late, if you ask me. <laughs> Not just like a pint of beer. We had two. What kept, what, what kept her? <laughs> yeah, better late than never. We had two pitchers and a bunch of shots each. So by the t- I can't believe where the spoon serves shots at that time. So we had two pitchers and a bunch of shots each. And by the time Pride actually started, we were wasted and having a blast. In Birmingham, there's columns in an underpass. So my dumbass thought it was a pole dancing pole. So let's just say I had a blast fake pole dancing in the middle of Birmingham until my lecturer walked past. <laughs> Turns out she was also very drunk. So we ended up partying together. By the end of the night, we're talking 2am, we went home together. And as you can guess, we had a one night stand. What? Then I had to walk her into class two days later. Listen, if it was two days later, it wasn't a one night stand, it was a two night stand. (laughs) And that was my first ever Pride event. Amy? Oh my God. I'm thinking she didn't say the name of the lecturer. If you seek Amy. Surely the, le- surely the lecturer can get, um, can't they get done for that? Like an educating Rita? Or did that not happen? Yeah, Rita, it was meant sure. to be an entertaining story, but we will be following it up with the police. Just to, <laughs> um, But the question at the heart of this... Thank you for sharing, but the police will be in touch. <laughs> but the question at the heart of that is, do we have any pride sex stories we'd like to share? <laughs> None that I'd like to share. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I, when I was at London Pride last year, I witnessed a blowjob um, in broad daylight. Oh, my God. Congratulations. No, but the shocking thing about it was it was a woman going down on what very much looked like a gay man. So I think he'd actually drunk so much he'd forgotten his own sexuality. So that was quite shocking. <laughs> where, I mean, two, two men going down each where other. Was, where was that? That was uh, just off Old Compton Street. Just on um, Greek Street. In the, day, in the daylight. That, again, that's illegal. I hope they know that. I mean, this is less of an entertaining podcast today and more of a kind of live crime watch <laughs> we're doing. So if anyone has any leads, please, please do get in touch. 
<laughs> it's Gay Crime Watch. We have another sex story. If you um, don't want to share any of yours, and I know you have many, Sam, I don't want to share any of mine either. Um, it's from Carl. He said, "Let's have another one. Let's have another one from an audience member. That'd be much better." I think. <laughs> I've only had one decent. I only have one decent Pride story, but it involved holding a woman's leg up who was hanging out of a car with a line of five men queuing up to bleep her her leg kept slipping so as a good drunk gay man i held it up for her not the kind of story you want though <laughs> thank you for sharing it anyway <laughs> that, that's that's more of a horrific dogging story really than a pride story yeah there was actually no mention of pride in it i assume it happened at a pride <laughs> but yeah um <laughs> also also again i do feel we need to pass that on to the police <laughs> I do have one story of no sex at Pride, actually, which was the first Pride I ever went to. Please. It was um, in Huddersfield, where I am from, and where I am currently, instead of being at Brighton Pride, I'm in a Premier Inn in Huddersfield, so the glamour never ends. Oh, lovely. But we have a thing here called the Pink Picnic, which is every year our Pride event. We It's up by Castle Hill. I don't think they do it anymore, but all the gays congregate at the top of the hill, and we have, obviously, a big picnic. And the, fir- the first year I went, I took my brother, who is straight, I love him anyway, but he is straight. And um, I was absolutely horrified to find out that he was the apparently the hottest guy at the picnic. Everyone was hitting on him left, right and centre, <laughs> and I was what can only be described as chopped liver. Needless to say, I never took my brother to a gay bar or event again because I'm not going to be the Danny Minogue to his Kylie. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, Danny would be a good headline, yeah, actually. You're not going to be overshadowed by your own brother. I mean, like, well, luckily I only have um, two sisters and they're older than me. So, I mean, no one's interested in them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean they're, a pair of, they're a pair of fag hags. So, I mean, you've, you've got that on your side. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm pleased with that. They could, someone could hold their leg up at the event, apparently, as this new queuing system is happening. <laughs> is it, was it, it's good to have the queuing system. Were they one metre apart? <laughs> no, this was before COVID. <laughs> Oh, I, I forgot there was a time before COVID. So any, any, any more of our tales from our listeners? We do, from Miss Ruby V, who is one of our dearest listeners and a drag queen herself. She says, two years Yay, ago... Ruby V! <laughs> Ruby V! Two years ago, I thought it'd be a good idea to walk the Brighton Parade in thigh-high, six-inch red kinky boots and a massive green foam beehive wig. Two and a half miles walk, about ten minutes in, I was destroyed. My hubby was supposed to walk close to me in case I needed help, and he kept wandering off. But we did... We got to the end and I took um, it took my feet a week to recover I look forward to hearing the show and hope you guys are, g- are going to make even more podcasts even if Drag Race is not on at the moment happy Pride oh thanks Ruby V that's lovely so the question there is I'm injecting the questions where there are none have we ever wore the wrong outfit to Pride because it's something you put a lot of thought into but have you ever got it wrong I mean, you, you kind of answered that with your rubber pants. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, I pretty much did with that one. But also, um, well, because I've, I've never usually been one to massively dress up because, um, I don't know, I'm not really one for, like, you know, a G-string and wings and loads of makeup and all that kind of stuff. But I do... You're more mask for mask, really, uh, aren't you? I'm Straight really... Straight acting non-scene. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, massive, massively. I mean, la- I mean, last year I did go to London Pride in a rainbow puffer jacket. Which was that's as, I think that is as far as I would go, and obviously you put my, the puff in puffer jacket for uh, sure. <laughs> my boyfriend was like, "Oh, do you have to wear that? Do you have to wear that?" And I was like, "This is the only day I can wear it. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, I really am an embarrassment." So you know, no. 
So what did, I wore that, but what about what about you? You must have had some, you know, questionables. Well, I've done two mistakes. One, I think you were there a few years ago at Brighton Pride, where I wore. I mean, it started off wrong. I went to Primark, but I got this black shirt with lemons all over it, and I thought it looked cute. I still do like it actually, but I thought I looked <laughs> the bee's knees, and then it turned out every single gay man in the whole of Brighton Pride had bought that same shirt. So it was just a sea <laughs> of lemon blouses across the hills, and, I, and and worst of all, I was one of the worst in it. So I wasn't even wearing it best. So all day everyone just kept calling me a bitter lemon because I was the, the ugly, ugly lemon blouse. You thought you were the bee's knees. In fact, you were just lemon squash. Bless you, darling. What and then the second one was, I don't think this was a mistake. I hope he's not listening to this, but it was London Pride last year. And I had a... Um, what was it hanging out of? I had a... Tuck it back in with it's hanging out, babe. I had a pride flag hanging out one side of me, but I wanted it to be symmetrical. So I wanted to put a flag on the other side. And the only one I had was a Union Jack flag from my um, from when I went to a Spice Girls night. And so I put that on. And then my friend who came with me had a massive go at me in the middle of pride saying, because I had a Union Jack flag, that I was promoting Brexit. And then I was drunk and fuming. So I was like, the Union Jack does not stand for Brexit. I want to be excluded from this narrative, please. And we had a fallout <laughs> over it. So that kind of ruined pride just because I wore the wrong flag. But you're allowed to have it. A Union Jack flag is, is in no way um, offensive. It's the flag of the country. Well, uh, whatever that country happens to be doing at the time, it's really quite relevant because uh, it's, it's just the flag of that country. So I think it's Absolutely. It's so I nicknamed that Pride, Pride and Prejudice. But Pride it wasn't, and Prejudice. It wasn't a winning one. <laughs> I, I called it Sense and Sensibility, actually, personally. <laughs> It was, it, was, it was a good year for me. <laughs> but um, so, like, I mean, I think actually one... Oh, no, last year was London, at London Pride. I actually ended up leaving early and going to Alanis Morissette concert, which I was quite pleased about, actually. Oh, how ironic. <laughs> I know, don't you think? We do love Alanis on this podcast. We're friends of Alanis. Well, she's not we friends do. of us, but it's a one-way friendship. <laughs> uh, we have another letter. Do people say letters anymore? Let's face it, they're text messages. No, no, Even text messages to, out of date. They're WhatsApp. They're Instagrams. Um, our... It's a TikTok. We've got a, we've got a TikTok from a new friend. <laughs> and it's from our fabulous friend, Dan Wooten, who has taken time out from his busy schedule of being sued by vile has-been Johnny Depp to share this lovely message with us. Oh, that is... That's the story of the century, but um, that's for another time. Well, we are teamed down all the way, obviously. obviously. Should I attempt a New Zealand accent to do this? Uh, no. <laughs> you can if you like. <laughs> I feel quite emotional looking... No, I'm not doing it. This is from Dan. I feel quite emotional looking... And, and that was also terrible. <laughs> you could do a New Zealand accent, but you don't have the message. Um, <laughs> I feel quite emotional looking back now because what I loved so much about Pride was the ability to pack into Soho Square with thousands of others, sitting on the grass, getting totally boozed up in the sun. That sort of togetherness in massive crowds of people, all just wanting to have a great time, feels like a long time away now. So that's a bit of a more sombre message. But do you feel like that, Sam, that kind of when these big events that would have been happening come around, it makes you kind of reflect on what a weird year this has been? Well, yeah, that was a bit friggin' maudlin. Thanks, Dan. Um, <laughs> so I think... No, no, do you know what? Do you know what? I, I, I actually struggle to think about it myself because I, I, was, I was supposed to be in Tokyo this for the last two weeks oh my god i'd love to go and for the olympics oh my god yeah i was i was going to the olympics i was going to um the opening of super nintendo world at uh, universal studios all of which obviously was cancelled the flights were cancelled the olympics and like and the thing is i mean i'm not a massive fan of the olympics but what i can't what 
I find almost hurtful is the amount of effort that people will have put in to something like the Olympics, which would have been four years in the making, more than that, obviously, ten years, and um, and the Pride, which is over a year in the making, all and all the efforts people would have made, and 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 it's difficult to watch how they sort of try and come up with new ideas and ways they can get around it, ways they can, you know, yeah. keep the company working and stuff. And it's and it's heartbreaking. It really is heartbreaking because obviously the whole, the only thing, the only problem is that we can't be all together when in fact that is, you know, especially about pride, that's the best thing about it. I mean, like, you know, it's obviously a pain when you're squeezing, you know, it takes you 20 minutes to walk from one end of Old Compton Street to the other and London pride. But at the same time, it's, it is that togetherness. It's the whole, it's the fact that there's, you know, there's barely any crime. Everybody, you, you know, you go around saying happy pride to people. There's a lot of crime compared to the letters we've just read out. But yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's just our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> I don't think that's reflective <laughs> of pride as a whole. <laughs> our little bunch of little monsters. Um, I think it's, it's just, yeah, it's that, it's the camaraderie. It's the, as I said, it's the happy pride that you say to people. And, yeah. you know, there's, you know, you don't go to a concert and say, happy Kylie Day. Actually, you might do for Kylie. But, um, <laughs> you don't say, happy, um, I don't know, doves, happy Oasis. Oh, they happy Maroon against. 5. <laughs> no one's well, happy at a Maroon 5 concert. That's, that's much better. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's so, it just, that sort of, that saddens me. That, um, and we don't even know when that's going to be again. And the fact that, you know, the big bands and, you know, they've already scheduled things that they don't even know if it's definitely going to happen. And they're just sort of like hoping for the best. It just, it breaks my heart a little bit. I know what you mean, because I was listening to a podcast recently with um, Emily Evis, and she was talking about... Oh, God, yeah. Basically, when Glastonbury finishes every year, they start preparing for next year. So all year they've been... And Glastonbury's like a town. There's hundreds of... Mm. Probably thousands of people all working all year for this one event. And Mm. it's it's more than just missing out on a day. This is... It is people's lives, and it really brings it home. So I know what you mean. It is very Mm. sad. So thank you, Dan, for getting us... Bringing the tone down. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so... Thank you so much for that. I was going to ask you a question, actually. So um, it's also a bit controversial. Sorry, everyone. Um, so, <laughs> so one thing we all know about Pride is rainbow flags. And obviously, you know, you you wore one one year. You wore you wore a Union Jack and got slated for it. But the but the, the <laughs> rainbow flag itself um, this year has. Uh, there's obviously the NHS has had the NHS rainbow, and some LGBT people have been like, "You stole our flag." What do you think about that? Oh God, yeah, I thought about that. Um... No, it doesn't really offend me because I think the thing with the with the NHS rainbow is it was kind of became a thing just in lockdown. Mm. I think if from now on for the rest of eternity the NHS was going to be represented by a rainbow, then it would get quite confusing. But I think mm. just because it had a, a expiry limit, I thought, no, we, we can lend you the rainbow. We're not using it at the moment. It's fine. <laughs> and, and let's face it, there's lots of gays in the NHS anyway. So, I mean, there's a lot of overlap there. The more, the merrier. We all end up in the NHS after Pride, usually, because we've well, drank too much. <laughs> <laughs> and, my, and my thoughts about um, a rainbow is that it obviously it represents hope um, and, you know, the like... And, um, you know, a pot of gold at the end. No, not that. <laughs> and I think, and I think, you're definitely not with the NHS anyway. And I think <laughs> that pot of that, gold is empty. <laughs> yeah. I think that it, obviously you can't, you know, a rainbow is a rainbow. You see it in the sky and that is what they, and that is what they had. It was like a rainbow in people's windows, etc. So the two things I aren't even really related. It's like they don't, 
It's like, you know, you have an emoji for a rainbow flag and you have an emoji for a rainbow. They're two different things. Yeah. So I don't think there's... I, I think getting offended by it is, um, once again, people getting offended too much, taking things too far. Yeah, it's pathetic. And, like, the pride flag is evolving anyway because there's different versions of it now. People are including trans representation mm. in it. People are including <laughs> black and brown stripes. And if anyone's offended by that, I mean, really, does that affect your life in any way? I think you're just kind of showing some buried... Um, kind of prejudice there. I keep saying prejudice, but does it really bother you? Why? And you don't and you don't and you don't support the NHS either. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not clapping. I'm not clapping with them. We're putting up a nice sign. How dare you? I'm offended. I'm going to straight pride instead. <laughs> it won't be as fun. Maybe it should. <laughs> have we got time for any more questions? Uh, maybe let's have. Let's see if we can squeeze one short one in. I know I can. <laughs> So this one is from Benji. Um, his is an audio clip, so we're going to play it right now. Pride in London a few years ago, I got absolutely wasted at about two in the afternoon. Um, and I found an old little granny trolley. Uh, you know, like the sort of thing you take, uh, you, you, your nan would take to the shops on a weekend. Uh, but it had the sort of fabric removed. And I conceded to push it up and down Old Compton Street, shouting, trolley, 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 oi, oi, oi. Um, needless to say, about 20 minutes later, I was quickly ushered into a cab. Uh, so that's, that's one of my stories. Um, so thank you for that, Benji. Um, embarrassing <laughs> as ever. So, Sam, do you have any more kind of cringy, regrettable pride moments that you'd like to share on the back of that? I'm, I'm feeling actually quite sorry for uh, A, well, Benji, and B, um, <laughs> you know, the, the, gra- the granny that had that um, had a trolley taken off her. Was she, um, could, did she fall down? Was it full of, was it full of groceries? But she's also was dead Was she now. even involved at all? Because <laughs> <laughs> it sound, it's, that sounds pretty much like a mugging to me. Um, so again... She'd only just come out as a lesbian at the age of 70, and then as soon as she came to Pride, Benji stole a trolley, and it was over she's gone back in she the got, closet she got mugged she, she got mugged and robbed and went yeah went back in the closet once again we will her. be passing this on to the police thank you <laughs> <laughs> thank thanks again for uh pride yes pride pride crime watch <laughs> i th- no i haven't any embarrassing i think most things i well do you know what i don't think i've <laughs> yes i think i will have done embarrassing things but i i honestly don't really recall them well my most regrettable was i mean mardi gras counts as pride doesn't it can we include mardi gras of course yes so it was two years ago i was in sydney for mardi gras and i'd managed to blag uh tickets to see Cher because she was had- headlining that night oh my god but i couldn't get my boyfriend in or our friend so i was going to go on my own so we went out to the parade during the day got absolutely smashed end up um working our way into a house party of people we didn't know and we're watching the parade from their house mm. <laughs> but i got so drunk and excited that i absolutely Absolutely passed out and instead of like giving me water or helping me my boyfriend and friend just carried on partying well and just stuck me in a corner so there's all these pictures from that house party everyone dancing around having a good time with me just collapsed in the corner and when I f- eventually came round it was the next day and I'd missed Cher I had a ticket for Cher and I slept through it <laughs> I needed to snap out of it. <laughs> yeah, you really. Actually, do you know what I do? I do have a very embarrassing tale that um, I went to. It was it was Brighton Pride actually, and ended up at a house party. I think me and a friend were walking down the road, and like, and we heard a house party, and just knocked on the door, and we were like, "Can we come to your party?" And they were like, "Yeah, yeah, come <laughs> come in." And so um, obviously, I was quite merry at the time, and I ended up um, getting more merry. Ended up snogging the boyfriend of the host. And um, 
and uh, weeing up against the ball in the hallway, and then we got thrown out. <laughs> Speaking of that, our last um, listener letter is we-related, and it's very short, so I can just squeeze this one in. This is from <laughs> Jamie Tabera. Or squeeze it out. He, he said, I had a bottle of piss thrown at me at World Pride in Latvia. That's the story. <laughs> oh my god! I can't well... tell if this is a good thing or a bad thing. With gay men, you never know. With piss, it, it can go either way. So, Jamie, I hope that was a positive experience and not a negative one. <laughs> so, well, on that note, I want to thank you, Ed, um, for and all the listeners, obviously, for a wonderful Pride special of United Queendom. Yes, I've really enjoyed it. Um, it has made me genuinely proud. Yeah, me I know too. And we've said proud a lot today. And, but, and I can't wait till next year. We're going to party twice as hard to make up for the one that's just gone. Well, exactly. And I think, and I think next, I think when people are allowed to be back together, it'll be such a, it'll be such a cathartic experience, especially, you know, for Pride. There'll be, there'll be more happy Prides, there'll be more hugging and way more sex stories. Oh, can I ask one last question? Yeah, go on. What would be your dream headliner for Brighton Pride next year? Uh, Madonna. Oh, yes, me too. Let's put that in the universe. <laughs> it's out there, babes. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>